Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey guys, and welcome to the happy hour. My name is Jamie Ivy, and I am your host every single week. If you're new here, I'm so glad that you stopped by. Every week I have a new guest on, and we literally just chat about anything and everything. It's like a happy hour that you would have with girlfriends. And so this week, happy hour number 17 is my friend Courtney Langford, and her and her husband live in South Africa with their family. And you're just going to love her story of how they picked up their family and moved what they do there, and also her husband Joey just wrote a book, and I'm giving away a bunch of copies. Listen to see how you can win one. I want to say thank you to a couple of people who have left comments about the podcast. Lacey on iTunes left a comment that said, I have listened to many podcasts over the years, and Happy Hour is awesome. Jamie does a great job of speaking to her guests and making the listener feel part of the show. I have laughed, cried, and even tried to put my two cents in. I highly recommend you take a listen. Thank you, Lacey, so much. I appreciate that. Over on Stitcher, Brenda left a comment that said, I love to listen to Jamie chat with her friends who happen to also be super interesting, normal, ambitious, and did I say normal? My favorite things about this podcast are all the ideas I get for reading either via blog or book. Thanks, Jamie. Tuning in and loving it. Thanks so much, Brenda. I really appreciate your comments, and I really appreciate when you subscribe. It really helps people learn more about the podcast, and I just love sharing all my friends with you. Isn't this awesome? So if you haven't subscribed, head over to iTunes or Stitcher. Super easy. If you want to leave a comment or a review, I really appreciate it. It helps other people find the podcast. And I just hope you love it. Everybody loved Laura Kelly last week. And so if you didn't get to hear that, go back and check that out. We had a great conversation. Today, you're going to love my friend Courtney. She's so cute. You've got to go check out her pictures on my blog. It's jamieivy.com. Also, go there to win books. I love giving stuff away. So have a great day. And here is my friend Courtney. Welcome to the happy hour. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I was trying to think this morning when I was working out. Yes, I did just mention that just so, just so I can say I walked, that I did. I walked the big hill today with the oh, baby. But that's good. No, I'm just yep. now getting back into working out. I do this my entire life. This is the story of my life. Workout, hurt my back. Don't work out. Work out. And then you have to start from slow. So I worked out the same workout on Friday and like I can still barely move my arms. But whatever. I was thinking about you this morning when I was working out. But you went. But I went. And I bought like a month membership. So I'll be back. So I don't lose my money. But I was thinking about you and I was like, when was the first time that you and I met? Did I only have one child and you only had? Mm, No. Amy Gayhart. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Amy Gayhart is our connection. Is our connection, but I was at her bridal thing, like in whatever. Oh so my like gosh, the wedding. before we had kids. Or like yes. before the wedding, yeah. Oh my that gosh, had to I be the first about time. that. Where do we go, like Fort Worth or something? Yes, and that would have been in 2010. No, not 2010. Oh, that was four years ago. 2000. <laughs> 2000. 2000. 2000, because yeah. she got married in 2000. I was yeah, off so did by I. 10 years. We got married in April and they got married in like July or something. Yes. They got married in Oklahoma in the summer. That was really smart yes. of them. And we were there. We were there then too. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you were there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So Since then, but I really remember. Still- yeah. All before all of our children. But then I remember coming to your house one time when I lived in Murfreesboro and you lived yes. in, did you live in Brentwood? Franklin. Franklin maybe. something. Yeah. College Grove. Probably Franklin then. Yeah. And Amy and them were there. And I yeah. think I only had one baby. You did. You only had one baby. Uh-huh. But then you came again when we moved to College Grove. You came again because you had Deacon. Okay. So And fun. then I think after that, lost you. Lost you. Somewhere. <laughs> okay. So you and your whole family, well, I mean, you yes. and your husband and your, at the time, four kids, right? Moved four. to South Africa. I feel like the Lord's speaking to me and he's calling me out of this Americanness. This American dream, but I don't really know what it looks like, kind of thing. And what were and, you thinking um, when he would say this? Like, oh, that's um, sweet, honey. Yeah, no, baby, we're really happy. Uh-huh, this is right. great. 
Yeah. We're, we're so happy. This is great. And we were in, the, at the time we were in the middle of, um, Bristol's adoption. Okay. So we couldn't go anywhere anyway. I was like, I just think you're just unsure. Right. Like we're waiting on this adoption. We don't know when it's going to unfold. What was supposed to take nine months eventually ended up taking a year and a half, but, um, we don't, we don't know. So anyway, he, he's like, yeah, just pray about it. So I did. And he said, literally, he just said, I felt like I'm supposed to surrender. And he said, I don't want to wake up like when I'm 65 and look around and say, is this it? Like, did I help anybody? Did I just climb the American ladder? Like, where is this it? And he said, I don't know. I don't know anything past that. I don't know anything past that as to what it looks like. But let's just walk in faith and see. And so that was literally like a couple of years before, like a year and a half before we left. So that during our, pretty much during our whole adoption process, he was struggling. And let's just get this out in the open. He had a good job. All your family was there. I mean, life yeah. was really good, easy. It was so easy. He worked for his family business. Uh-huh. Like we had, we were living the American dream. We had the house we wanted. We had a farm. We had horses. We had three kids. We were about to adopt. Like everything was perfect. Yeah. Like, and that's why I think I looked at him like, are you crazy? Right. No, we're so happy. But little did we know. The Lord knows. And then how did things start rolling? Like, what did that look like? Um, what, how it started with, he got me on board. He said, let me just pursue different avenues, whatever. And I said, okay. So he got me on board with that. And he went to, um, our missions pastor at church who then said, just talk to the guys at the international mission board. And I was, I thought, oh my gracious, you're taking like such a big step here, but okay. Right. Talk. He talked to them. We actually got through some of that process and then bam, the door shut. They said, oh, I'm sorry. We're not sending any short-termers, which would be less than three years. Okay. Um, and I said, I'm not willing to commit. And neither was he at that time to anything more than that. Um, and so he thought, well, man, that's a slap in the face. So he went back to our missions pastor and he said, listen, like, I know that the Lord is calling me to do this. I'm not running from anything. It's not like I have some history that I'm trying to run from, like, whatever. Right. Like, my life is fully in order. This is the Lord calling me. What should I do? And our missions pastor looked at us, and he said, have you ever heard of Living Hope? And I said, yeah, it's that thing on the big screen that we all give money to at the end of the year. He goes, yeah. He goes, look at it, pray about it, and see what you think. So we literally took a couple of months and just prayed about it. And maybe six or seven months later, woke up and said, that's it. That's where we're supposed to go. Okay. So I hear you say like this, and I just want to get it from like a wife's point of view. You sound yeah. as though every, this was always okay with you. Was it, it was, it was, I guess. Um, at first I thought he was crazy, but then as, as I started praying about it too, it became more and more okay. And Joey's dad one time said something that I feel like is so like, awesome. He go, he said, you know, the Lord is never going to call a husband without calling a wife. He's not going to break up a marriage. He's going to, whatever he lays on your heart, he's going to lay on the spouse's heart too. Like he's not going to make you butt heads because mm-hmm. he's not a God of that. And it was true. Like as much as it wasn't my calling, I fell into it Yeah, because that's the Lord. He's not going to pull spouses apart if it's of him. Or he'll he's change someone's heart. Yeah. Or he'll change a heart. Right. Right. We Not went through something like that when, after we had Caden and Deacon, I really mm-hmm. felt like we were supposed to adopt again. And Aaron was like, we are done. Our family's complete. We have two boys. This is just life. And, but I didn't feel that way. And so I'd be like, I'm a mom and my womb does not feel complete, Aaron. Even though I wasn't going to birth any children, I just felt like my heart is not complete. And he's like, yeah. well, I'm a dad and I feel complete. So we were like... Going at it, but you're right. Like I just stopped nagging him and prayed, and God changed yeah. his heart. I even right. said, "God, change my heart if you want to." Right. But thankfully, he didn't because we have Amos and Story. Um, oh. Okay, so pick up your bags and you move to South mm-hmm. Africa. Right. Which right now, when we're recording this, it's nine fifty a.m. here. What time is it there? Four fifty p.m. You just did same that day. Head. You're 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 good like that. Just seven hours up. Oh, see, it's not in it. Aaron's in seven. Hours. Aaron's in Australia right now. Oh, fun. He's 15 hours ahead. So I can't possibly even fathom sometimes. Like, I can't figure it out in my head what time it is there. Like, we talked to him this morning before I took the kids to school, and he was about to go to bed. And so it's just like this weird, crazy time difference. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the next day for him. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because they're ahead of us. They're ahead. Yeah. 
So it's crazy, crazy, crazy. So um, y'all picked up and left and you had four kids. What was Mm -hmm. that? Because what I do know about the Langfords is that y'all are all really close. Joey has a lot of brothers and sisters, right? What are there, Mm -hmm. five of them? He's the oldest of five, yeah. And I just have my sister. Yeah. But like, yeah, we kind of are known for our intense family unit. Like very close. Yeah. Just awesome. Like I've been so blessed with sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws, everything. It's been awesome. So, so were yeah, all it was of them supportive. I th- they thought we were crazy, like really and truly. Like Joey did an interview this summer, and his brother actually got on, who's now twenty six. Okay, and he was just kind of sharing his heart because they, they were asking him questions, and he said, "You know, I thought he was crazy. Like, why would you leave your job? Why would you leave this and go to a place that you don't know, um, and take your kids?" And then they were like, "Well, you just adopted a baby. We're not going to get to know her. We can't build a relationship. Oh, yeah. She's never going to know us." Because literally, we got Bristol three months before we left. So it was like in and out. Like we got her birth certificate, passport, and bam, we were gone. And how old was she when she came home? She was 10 months. Okay. And and she's from Ethiopia, right? Yeah, she's from Ethiopia. Okay. She was 13 months when we moved here. So yeah, it was quick. So I think there was a lot of just big, like, why would you go? Like, this is our family. We want the kids to be here with the grandparents. But then understanding, too, like, the Lord called us. So you have but, to but when that, Yeah, but when that call's not on your life, it's a lot different. It's hard to see on the outside, yeah. I think. So. Yeah. But now, four years later. Four years later, it's awesome. You had asked me um, in an email, like, what was the hardest thing? Family and relationships is the hardest thing to be away from. Yeah. But um, that for us, like, if you ask our kids, if you ask anything about what's what's so hard about living in South Africa, it's being 27 flat hours away from your family. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The awesome thing about that is God has honored that sacrifice and he's ultimately brought us closer. Literally, like we can't at all, like we don't at all, um, we feel like we can pick up where we left off. Like as soon as we get back with cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents, God just has honored that he's blessed it so much. And that's a huge blessing. That's a huge blessing. Cause I know, especially for your kids, I grew up seeing my cousins, um, you know, they lived in another state, which is not 27 hours away. We didn't see them that often. And we're not that close today. You know, we're not close. And so I think that is a huge blessing. Um, It's so good. You were covered in enough prayer. It has to be good. Y'all were home this summer, right? Yes. We were home June and July. Do you come home every summer? We come home every American summer. It's winter here and the kids have a a long break. So we literally head out of here because it's rainy season. And go and do American summer. And I think that's been what's so good, too, is the kids can hang with cousins and hang with family and do summer. Yeah, gotcha. That's so good. Yeah. Like, that's so refreshing to do summer with family, not to do, like, some random holiday where your cousins are all in school. Right. So did you just say it's winter there right now? It is. We're, we're heading into spring. Okay. So winter is – what is that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a complete American idiot and ask you all mm-hmm. the dumb questions about South Africa. Yeah. Winter. Okay. Cold? Um – Cool. Or is it like a Texas winter? Because we don't get that no, cold here. No, not like Texas. They said that we're like comparable to like San Francisco. Okay. That area. So like we get cool, like we get 50s, 45 okay. maybe could be a low. But um, and then in the summer, we don't get super, we're not like Texas summer. We're not like super hot or Tennessee summer. We're 80s, 90s, maybe 100 here and there, but not so hot. It's like California. Like there's always a breeze. It's California. Yeah. It really is. Um. But rains more in the winter. Doesn't rain hardly at all in the summer. Our houses don't have central heating or air. Okay. So when it's fifty degrees outside, it's like <laughs> thirty in your house. It's bitter. It's cold. Yeah. It's but all a, concrete. Like a lot craziness. of people in um, California, um, especially the southern part, don't have AC. Right. If they live right. onto the beach, if they live on the beach, right. Right. And see, we live in a valley. Like we live on literally the tip. If you look at the bottom of the continent of Africa. There's like a tiny little tip, and that's where we live. It's four miles wide. It's a peninsula. So it's right where Cape Point is, and and it's only four miles wide. So we have like the Indian and the Atlantic Ocean, and always a breeze. That's so nice. Do y'all spend a lot of time on the ocean? Not on it. It's bitterly cold. You can barely even get in this body of water. Really? It's so sad. Yeah. We can see it. We can see it. We can go. We go play beside it. We climb big boulders. This place is beautiful. It should be on everybody's bucket list of places to visit. I'm going to add it right um, now. Bucket list. You should add, add it. Bucket list, Cape Town. 
Um, you watch the mountains crash into the sea. There's huge boulders that you climb on. There's penguins. There's wild animals. And then there's like the stark poverty. There's like this amazingly beautifulness. And then there's like this desperate, like, if you've ever been on a mission trip to serve the poor, like Ethiopia, Negro, wherever you've been, that's this too. Like it's side by side. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of penguins, I was doing a little South Africa research last night because that's what Ooh. I do for this podcast. Mm-hmm. We are professional. Uh, yes. And I found some interesting facts and I would have never thought known this, but South Africa has like one of the biggest penguin colonies. Yeah. Which had I, because it, it, it thrives thanks to the cold Antarctic currents. See, yes. that's your, that's, that's why. why the water's so cold. That's why wind doesn't get in without their full gear. So you see penguins. Yeah. You can like, they're so, they're there. Like they live there yeah. or habitat there or whatever. You can go have picnics beside them. That's I so just, fun. This is so funny. I don't really funny. let you pet them. No. It's so um, like American, I guess, that yet the other day I said Aaron's in Australia and he sent us a picture like all he wanted to do was see a kangaroo. And that's so like Australia. And then I was asking friends, I was like, if someone comes to America for the first time, what is the animal that they want to see? I don't, I don't know. I don't either. If they come to Texas, we thought it might be like a longhorn, maybe like a big steer yeah. or something. What Tennessee? A bear. I know. Oh, like the, the, up in the, the mountains. Smoky Mountain yeah. Bears. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Tennessee. Here? Well, that's so sad. Like when we moved here, Baron thought that he was gonna live like with the lions and oh, because Africa. Elephants. Yeah, and yeah, they're like on a reserve somewhere, but they're not by our house. We have baboons, but we don't have like big crazy animals. You know? Yeah. Um, South Africa also, I'm going to throw some facts out at you, Courtney. Ready? Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm ready. Three of the five fastest land animals live in South Africa. Do you know what they might be? No, but my daughter would. The cheetah? Yeah. The wildebeest? Wildebeest, yeah. Wildebeest and the lion. Cool. There you go. You can't run away. No. Also, I didn't, (laughs) I would have never thought this. There are about 280,000 windmills on farms across South Africa. It's second in number only to Australia. I believe that because it's windy. Okay. You can produce a lot of power with that wind. Okay. I see. I should put one on the roof. There you should. (laughs) Um, What's another thing? Oh, South Africa generates two thirds of Africa's electricity. I bet it's those windmills. Yeah. And it's the most industrialized, you know, like if you compare it to what's around it, like Mm -hmm. it's bush outside of like us, there's more bush. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's see. Oh, Walt Disney here. In America, yeah, serves yeah. South African wine exclusively at its seven three seventy three acre Animal Kingdom. I did. I'm I have heard it's it's that, so cheap here. I have heard that South Africa it's produces really great good. wine, really good wine. In honor of this podcast, I'm going to go buy me a bottle of South African wine tonight and toast to you and you Joey. Sh- <laughs> you should do it. It'll cost you a lot more than it would cost me here. Is it cheap? It's cheap here, but it's not in the States. The comp- I forget. Somebody compared it one time, and it's the same bottle, and it was marked up like, Poo. Of course. Crazy. Of course. Yeah. Now, this next fact. Beautiful vineyard. This next fact, I think, is going to lead me into what you and jo- what Joey does there. So, it says that South okay. Africa is the second largest exporter of fruit in the world. Oh, cool. Did you wow. know that? I have a ton of fruit here. I didn't know that. Now, that don't y'all do something with agriculture? Yes. Tell me what so y'all do there. So, when we came... When we came, Joey did not know what he was going to do. They needed somebody to help with business stuff. Um, like job creation, business development was what he was coming in to do. Um, when he got here, he kind of stumbled into what they call tunnels, which is greenhouses. Okay. Because of the wind here and the climate, you can't just plant vegetables or anything out in a garden and expect it to not be like ripped out by the wind or whatever, or the weather. Um, so he grows vegetables, fruits, whatever, in these long greenhouses, which we call tunnels here. Tunnels, okay. And, like, I think right now they're doing 300 pounds of tomatoes per, like, picking or something. It's crazy. Jeez. Yeah, they've almost 13 tunnels up now. Um, but what they do is they don't just plant them just for food or, like, to grow or whatever. They do job creation for men. So they literally – men and women. So they literally have people come through and apply – they go through like this whole application process and then they bring them in and they train them. They do just basic like soft skills and they move to hard skills. So from a basic thing of just how to dress for a job interview all the way up to how to work on a computer, do your resume, whatever. They, 
from the very beginning to the end. They empower these people that way. And then those who make it through, who have a heart for agriculture, go on and work with them in the ag business part. Okay. And if not, they may venture out in different places and go to a bakery or go to wherever. Um, But just helping them get on their feet. And then those who super push all the way through and um, really learn, like they're given their own tunnel, they're given this and that and the other. Those guys can then launch out and reproduce this. The goal is to reproduce this in their own country or their own village okay, or their own whatever. So they can feed and they can in turn share what they've learned Gotcha. to their, to their group of people. So you're having people come in for this program from all over. This is not just yeah. local people from your little area. Right. It's where not you just live. South Africans. Um, because of like where, because where we live, because it's so city, like Cape Town is so city, there'll be people from Zimbabwe, Malawi, um, Zambia, Ethiopians that come in to get a job. Gotcha. Um, because there is, there's so many people who can afford to hire workers because it's a city. Right. Where out maybe in Zimbabwe, it's a small village. Right. You know, and they can't find a job. So they come here or they send their spouse here or whatever to work. Gotcha. So yeah, they get a good mix of workers. Gotcha. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay, that sounds really, really cool. I love how he didn't know what he was going to be doing, and then now it's kind of transformed over four years. Now, you said that y'all weren't going to make a commitment over three years, and you've been there almost four. What does that look like? Yeah, it's crazy. We just got our visa extended because it was a three-year visa. We just got extended. We have two more, and we said we won't go back to the States until the Lord calls us. If he called us here, he'll call us to the next place. We can't just push up and go back until there's something there that's calling us. So we'll see. 
I love it. Now, yeah. some of your younger kids, like this is their, this is what they remember as normal. Yeah. I mean, not that what so you're funny. doing isn't normal, but yeah. I meet kids all the time. Not, like, not America. Yeah. Right. I have a, another girlfriend who they live in Dubai and um, someone asked her kids, like, what is it like to live here? And some of them were like born there and they were like, well, yeah. I don't know what you mean. Like, it's just life. Yeah. yeah. How have your kids adjusted? Especially Briley, because she was the oldest, right? Yeah, she's the oldest. She will be 13. Oh, my <gasps> gracious. I'm not a 13-year-old. I'm not oh a teenager. Gosh. What am I going to do? Oh, anyway, that's a whole other story. She's done awesome. Like, she's she's a Joey. My husband is like, know everybody, talk to everybody. Like, awesome. Doesn't ever meet a stranger. That's Bradley. Just, yeah, just go, go, go. go, go, with go. Like, yeah, yeah. Talk, 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 talk. Uh-huh. She's done amazing. She's jumped right into school. She's learned the language. Like, she's great. So um, Braxton is 10. Same thing. Like, does his sports, does his reading, does whatever, loves it, made friends. Great. He was, I don't even remember how old he was when he made here. Six? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we still have our American accents. They still have their American accents, whatever. Baron is going to be six next month. Seven next month. Whoa. And he, so funny thing is, is he's the most like Joey. Like he's so loud and so like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And he spent more of his life now here uh-huh. than he has in Tennessee. Right. But yet he's like the epitome of what you would say would be Tennessee. Really? So it's all about, it's all about your home and how you're raised too, right. I think, you know? Like he has South African isms that we uh-huh. say or whatever, but like, no. It's kind of a joke. He's like all about football and they don't play football. I mean, it's soccer here. Soccer, football. They don't have right. American football. Right. And that's all he wants to do is play American football. So instead he's playing rugby and soccer. Hey, that's um, close. Rugby, right? It's close. It's close. Um, Bristol. I mean, poor girl. She spent only small chunks of her life on American soil. Uh-huh. Like literally like a, each summer she gets a little tidbit of America. Right. Crazy American accent. Like... Hilarious. We'll say things here. Just the inflection in her voice is different because of the way people talk here. But overall, she's totally just an American girl. So funny. And then yeah. Baylor, youngest, how old? Baylor just turned eight months. Okay. Baylor was just turned eight months old. And she was born here. So she knows nothing, nothing. different. No. Mm-mm. So fun. Mm-mm. Okay. And I was hoping somebody would have a South African accent because I love it. But what they live with Joey. What would you compare a South African accent to? Um, okay, British accents okay. and Australian accents and South African accents are similar. Mm-hmm. I used to think they all talk the same until I moved here, and I'm like, no, they're right. all different. Yeah. But that same, like, proper, yes, I think it's so cool. My daughter's story likes to talk in a British accent all the time. And then she, <laughs> she varies between a British accent and, like, just country. Like, she'll just change. Yeah. And I'm like, you are the strangest person because you never know how she's going to talk to you one day. It's so funny. And I don't even know what it's from. Yes. Yes. Her proper British. Yeah, they're not even on the same page. Hey, speaking of football, it's almost football season. I know. When this was, this will be on in a couple weeks, but when we're recording this, like games start this Saturday. Do y'all get to watch the Tennessee games at all? I know y'all call that UT, but. You know, we do. We watch them online. Luckily, okay. we have good enough internet here that we can stream them. Okay. And the first couple of years, we didn't. And then Joey's like, I just can't handle it. I have to watch them. I got to have some football. And so, yeah, like, we have football parties. Like, last year, we had the games, had our American friends over. Like, so fun. we have a ton of American friends here, too, which is, like, crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, have our American friends over, watch football, and pretend like we're in America, but not have, like, the cool snacks. Not all our our foods are the same, but like almost. What food do you miss the most? Oh, Mexican proper yeah. Mexican. Oh yeah, do they don't have, really know how to do that here. Do they have Mexican restaurants? They do, but it's not worth wasting your time on it. They're okay. I mean, it's good for a change of food, but it's mm-hmm. not like Mexican. Yeah, yeah. So, do you enough. work outside the home or stay home with the kids? I stay home with the kids now, like before Baylor. So up until she was born, I did a mom's group. Okay. So literally like um, just once a week met with a group of young, supposed to be teen moms, but it ended up being a range older to younger uh-huh. and just giving them basic, like how to take care of your baby. Cause here you will, they get pregnant so young. They don't have any support, any help. Literally 
you go to the hospital and have a baby and you haven't talked to anybody about anything. And then you're just expected to just be a mom. And they're expected to like be a mom. Uh-huh. Or you've got granny who you live with or auntie that you live right. with or whatever. And she helps you here and there, but you're kind of a burden. Right. Or, or she doesn't support you at all or whatever. So yeah, just basic, like, this is how you bathe the baby. This is the medicine you should give a baby. This is what your child should do at six months. This is what your child should be doing at two. Like, you're like a little nurse practice practitioner giving advice. I mean, giving yeah. like medical information. Yeah. That that's like what you would get yeah. from a doctor. Yeah. Just a basic thing like that. And I did that the whole time I've been here. I've done that. And then when I had, right before I had Baylor, um, I quit and I haven't gone back. I just yeah. am soaking in my five kids right now. It's crazy that you have a, th- you almost have a 13 year old. I know a 13 year old and an eight month old. I mean, that's <laughs> great. I don't know what's crazier that you have a 13 year old or that you have a 13 year old, and eight month old. I'm try- yeah, it's like I'm trying to start all over again. Like, Joey, we really have kids in every stage of life. Yeah, you do. Is that Almost, hard like teenagers, like baby. Is it hard to transition it, from like talking to your teenage daughter to like feeding your eight-month-old? It's, yeah, it is. I feel like we're so more spread out now than we've ever been because of the ages. Yeah. And because Bradley's, Bradley's hit that maturity spurt where she's gotten more mature and I can't cluster her in with everyone else. She's not just and one then of the have- kids. Yeah, and then to have this baby too, and luckily they're like they're such good kids, um, and they're so easy. But still, they all have demands and they all have needs, and it's like trying to be this one for this and this one for this and this one for this. And well, yeah, while you're feeding a baby at the same time or <laughs> juggling a baby that's like climbing your, you know, over your shoulder and whatever. So, thirteen-year-old girl, I'm more nervous yeah. about a thirteen-year-old girl than I'm a thirteen-year-old boy. I think. Um, Me too. Are, are she hitting like emotional? stuff craziness Riley is so stable like Joey and I talked about this actually today we talked about how she's gonna spoil us being our first one she's gonna transition through this as she is transitioning now yeah she's you can see some of her hormones coming Uh in and out whatever and changing her personality a little bit but like she's not gonna be one that just flies off the handle She's just not. She's just, it's just not her. Like, she's just so even and smooth and great. It's going to be, I don't know which kid it's going to be, but somebody's going to, like, blow us out of the water. But it's well, not going to be her. Well, maybe you'll just, she's going to, like, God gave you her first so that you could just, like, you know, get through and be like, okay, one down, let's keep going. Yeah. We got this. Maybe he knew we were going to live in South Africa and have a baby at the same time. And so he's right. like, I'm going to let this be easy. <laughs> did you have maybe. your baby? Um, did you come home to have your baby or did you have your baby in South Africa? In South Africa. Awesome. It's great. Cool. Very great cool. experience. Um, okay, so I'll have to keep y'all. I'm gonna now when I watch Tennessee Vols think of y'all. Of course you y'all should. are when we you know, we lived in Tennessee, obviously, and everyone yeah. would say UT. And yeah. I'm from Texas, and in Texas, UT is University of Texas, obviously. Yeah. So um I always give one of my girlfriends lives here, Maris, and she's from Tennessee as well. So I always give her a hard time about the real UT being the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Which she disagrees with me. Yeah. And y'all Joey actually, too. believe it or not, has hats of both. But he's definitely a ball a balls fan. So he's a longhorn hat. He does have a longhorn hat. Yay. Uh, go Joey. Yeah. Well, cause y'all went to college in Texas. He went to college in Texas, not me. You didn't. I was in Tennessee. See, uh-uh. I'm so confused. I'm coming in. I came in after the fact. Uh, after Texas. But um, did y'all know each other growing up? How'd y'all meet? Yeah, we've known each other. Since, oh gracious, we say sixth grade. We say we probably met in about sixth grade, but okay. like ran into totally different circles uh-huh. and never really hung out. And like we knew who each other was, but eh, whatever. I had my friends, he had his. Right. And um, so then when, when our he moved home from college is when y'all when started he, dating? Yeah. When he came home from college, um, I came home, whatever, summer after that or whatever. And, um, yeah, we just were like, wow, there you are. We actually had a friend. He had a friend of our parents that sat us beside each other in church. He's like, I've got this girl you need to sit by. Sat us beside each other in church. And Joey's like, oh, man, I know who that is. It's like, oh, it's Courtney. But anyway, <laughs> that was kind of it. I was like, oh, hey, where have you been? I Whatever. Where you? So, yeah. And then how long till date? Good question. Um, Maybe a year or so. A year, if that. Okay. Not long. So y'all fell in love, got married. Fell in love, got married. That's awesome. Why not? I know. You know? Why not? Yeah. Why Why wait? I don't know. 
when we you can't, only, when you can't have a- we only dated for a year and a half so not that long either yeah yeah it was probably that it was probably just out a year honestly somewhere in there so I don't know. okay so um joey has a book out yes he does that's crazy too right did that come so out of joey- nowhere or did someone ask him to do it or he dreamed of it what happened totally came out of nowhere like i asked him is this like one of your like life dreams he's like nah not really (laughs) so one of our furloughs home so maybe probably two furloughs ago now it was 2012 um a friend approached him and said have you ever thought about writing a book and he's like "Mm, no yeah do i have a story to write and he's like yeah you do He's like, I'm going to get you in with my friend at Lifeway, and we're just going to sit down at the table and see what happens. So literally, one day, he went up there to Lifeway and sat down, and they introduced him to this, the people around the table, and they said, I'm going to record this. Share your story. He shared it. He got up. He's like, thanks. That's great. And they said, well, you know, we'll, we'll contact you. Right. It usually takes us a while where we decide whatever. The same day, they called and said, okay, yeah, we want you to do this gonna write this book we'll get you he's like I don't write we'll get you a ghostwriter like we'll make this work uh-huh and he, he did so within like a few months they started writing and that's dude wrote so a book. crazy it's like so cool so how cool. did he fit that in with like work and everything you know I don't know there at was night some, stuff. there was time yeah there yeah. was a night and what he had done literally is like Joey's a journaler so he literally given like journal stuff and things yeah. he'd written and said and then recorded things like for them um then he wrote stuff and would send it in like it was just a whole process of literally gathering tons of information right and then trying to put it in like a a readable form yeah well i haven't read it but my friend amy well our friend uh, yeah. said she read it and she said that it when she read it like she could hear joey's talk yeah. saying it that's what everybody says that it's just like if you know joey then it's totally him which, which is I the way he wanted great yes yeah. i love when i read a book and i know the author that i literally hear yeah. it in their voice it's so fun yeah it was totally that and it's great because it's not a hard read it's really easy to read because joey's easy to talk to um and quick and it just gets its point out and it's there and this is this is how god worked in our lives this is what he did these are stories from it now you go and do now now what's he's asking you for like what's yeah. he speaking to you about it's just kind of one of those Here's our here's our craziness. Here's our here's our life. Uh huh. Now take it and run with it. And what what can you do? And it's it's great. That's awesome. It's a happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll so put a good. link to the book in my show notes so everyone can go check it out. Um, yes. I was going to ask you something about your kids' school. So you said they go year yeah. round. Yes. And you have to year pay round. for school. Yes. There's no federally funded schools, so we pay. It's compared to the states, it's like nothing. It's more like you would probably pay for like preschool. Okay. You know, like, uh-huh. so it's not crazy expensive. It's not like a big private school in the States. Um, but yeah, so you choose like where you want to go to school and there's a couple of different choices and you go based on where there's a spot, what kind of academics you want, sport you want, Christian environment you want, uh-huh. or just a teacher you like, whatever. You get to choose. That's and so you go, cool. And kids love it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we our kids go to a charter school now, so we're not in mm-hmm. like a public school, but we don't have to pay yeah. for it. It's free, obviously. But yeah. I really do like the choice of being able to say, "This is where I want my kids to go to school because I value what they do," instead of just like, "Hey, here's your schools, here's where you're zoned," and you can't do. And these I are mean, our if, government rules, and yeah. you can't really do anything. Yeah, if you're zoned to a great school. It's awesome. If you're not, right. it's not so awesome. You know, that's you're kinda, out of luck. That's what yeah. we found ourselves in. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. It's very, very, very hard. But it's worked good. Like, it works good for here. And I don't know how I could ever implement it in the States, but it works for here. You just pick and choose, and if there's a spot, you get in. Right. Um, is your city that you live in, is is it relatively small or large for the country? Uh, Cape Town's huge. Cape Town's huge, huge, huge. But are you um, in Cape Town? We are, like. 30, 40 minutes. Okay, south that's of what Cape I Town. thought. Okay. Yeah, so we're just in like a suburb and it's small. Okay. We're literally like, when I, when I told you earlier, so far south, we're almost about to fall off uh-huh. the bottom of Africa. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's small. It's a couple of little towns clustered together. Um, 
more laid back, like not the city vibe. Uh-huh. So just a little more laid back and easy, which has been so great to raise a family in too. Um, it's so smaller. Yeah. Definitely. That's what I was going to ask if it felt like a little like maybe even like y'all came from a smaller suburb of Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering About if it the, was relative to yeah. that. Yeah. With without, the, without the township and the, the poverty levels and the cookie cutter, like it's not cookie cutter here. It's very much like everything's different. I love that. You know, I love that. It's so good. It's so good. That's been one of the things that's been the greatest. Um, for me, for Joey, for the kids, is being just getting out of the American bubble. But as much as you try in America not to get out of it, but just to be able to see it. Doesn't mean you have to go live out of it, but to just see that the rest of the world doesn't live exactly like we live and yeah. lived. And, and I still and still have family, still have a house there right now. Yeah. Um, in suburban America. Like there's a whole lot out there. So we've had to have talks with our kids of things that we would have never discussed. Or right. we've had to have um just dealt with issues or let our kids see things that they wouldn't see if we lived in Tennessee still. Yeah. But that's just life. I love that so much. And we, you know, when we were traveling back and forth to Haiti doing our kids' adoptions, it was just, it always, I felt like it kept me more grounded as in I would be like, this is, this is not, the way I live is not how most of the world lives. When I go visit my kids in Haiti, this is actually how a lot of the world lives. Yeah. And so it was really, really good for me. And then after they came home, I didn't go back for it was almost three years I went back last summer yeah and it was just yeah. so good I was like everyone needs to get out of their bubble and even for us it caused us to move to a different side of town in Austin I mean you yeah. know we just yeah. we moved to an under resourced area um yeah. and so our kids even see different life than some of our yeah. friends and that's just right. how we thought we wanted to raise our kids so I get and you that can do that in the state you don't have to even leave the country. You right. just can go to the other side of the tracks, the mm-hmm. other side of the town, whatever, yeah. and be involved somehow. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I love that y'all can tell that story of God's faithfulness and that. But I'm sure it hasn't been easy. There has to have been hard stuff. Oh, there's totally been hard stuff. I mean, there's been days when we think, both of us think, I'm just going to go to bed before something else goes wrong or this gets worse. Let's just and start literally a just new thinking, day. We should, yeah, we should just go to bed because something else might go wrong. Whether it's like we had a car that literally broke down. Well, every time I got in it, you never really knew if it was going to turn on. Or you could drive somewhere and it might not turn on to get you back. Or you might roll your window down to say something to someone. And then like the rainy season here, it rains like sideways. And it never rolled back up. And you drive home like as a drowned Pouring drive. down rain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny story about that is that God literally rolled that car off a cliff for Joey. Like he got uh, out when it had Joey broken. He was not in it. He wasn't in it. No, it had broken down. We had taken it to have it fixed. We were taking our rental car back. He pulls it up, parks it on the top of this, like, literally it's a mountainside. And like, he says maybe his front wheel was over just a little bit, but like oh not all the way, not like over, over, uh-huh. not like going to fall off the cliff, but like at the curb. And he said he walked to turn in the keys. It's all on video. Because the lady had, like, the, the, uh-huh. the cameras out. stuff, yeah. Yeah, surveillance about. Walks away and heard it. He's like, I'm like, there goes my car. Just, like, straight down the ravine, Shut like, up. mountainside. But it was, like, such a God thing. Because we hated the car, but what do you do? Right. And it, it was insured, praise the Lord. But that's even another story. Like, barely insured. Like, by the grace of God insured. So we were able to get a car that actually functions. So it was a praise. But, like, we've gone through car issues. We've gone through money issues of literally, like, in the States, we never had to worry about money. But having to get to here where at one point saying, the Lord's going to give us just what we need and no more. And then going through spells of that. Sometimes where we have an abundance. Sometimes we have just enough. Sometimes we think, are we going to make it? And we always do. Mm-hmm. But it's been for us learning to live in his faithfulness and being like, yeah, this is it. You know, or your kid's sick and thinking, I don't know. There's not like a Vanderbilt Children's like there is in Nashville right. or like some awesome where would I go? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Like my kids have needed stitches before and we've just been like, we're going to make do. Like Baron's got a crazy scar. Right. I'm like, yeah, I would have taken you to the doctor at your first sniffle. <laughs> but exactly. no, I'm not here. You're going to be like, I'm so sick. Please beg, I'm begging you take me to the doctor. You're like, nope, you're good. Yeah. And there's great hospitals here, but it's just learning to just live a little differently, I guess. Yeah. It's Africa too. And we say this is Africa and we do things different. I love that so much. 
Yeah, it's so fun. You know, I have yet, I have never been to the continent of Africa. Oh, girl. I've only, That's why you should come to Cape Town. Bucket list. See, I've only, like, flown across the ocean to go to London. Um, yeah. But I've never been to Africa. I definitely. 12 hours down from London, you can get to Africa. See, 12 more hours. Do another stop. Oh. Yeah. What other it's countries so have y'all visited since you've lived there? We've been, you know, I haven't been out of South Africa. Joey's been to um, Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. He's wanting to go to Botswana. We're all wanting to go to Botswana, so we may go there. Um, we've been, we've been to the UAE. We've been to European countries. Um, yeah, he's been in Nicaragua. I haven't. That's one thing about but, when you live on the other side of the world. There's so much to visit that most Americans might not ever see because it's just so yeah. dang far. Yeah. We would love to do like a big drive in Africa, but you have to kind of totally avoid all of Northern Africa now. Yeah. And luckily we live so far, so far South. We're mm -hmm. so far removed. The continent's so big yeah. that we don't, we're not close to anything like that. But just, we literally were talking about being able to go and visit some of the surrounding countries because it's, it's just hopping in your car and driving, but it's totally different than hopping in your car in the States and driving. Like there's not like a holiday Inn or whatever. <laughs> You can stop out. Like, you got to be prepared. Right. There's a lot of space. It's a, such a huge continent. And this is South Africa is such a huge country. There's a ton of space. Yeah. Between us and the next town, you know, there's clustered pockets of a lot of people, but there's a lot of space in between. You got to prepare. You got to prepare. You got to be ready. It's for hard to prepare things. when you got five kids. No. No. For that kind of adventure. <laughs> You're like, everyone just pack your own bag and here we go. And then yeah. most kids won't even have everything that they need. Yeah. We yeah. went on vacation this summer and I told, I gave my, kids the responsibility to pack their own bags like made a list and everything yeah oh i just make yeah. a list and say here it is and yeah. lo and behold we got to we vacationed in tennessee this summer we were up <gasps> by knoxville in um lenore city is that yeah. a place i think so yeah um, I think so. It sounds good. yeah and lo and behold one of my kids didn't bring a bathing suit for the lake we were at the lake all week but i was like oh you're learning pack your own bags you're good so fun bradley does hers so i mean but of course she's like she's like an team. adult yeah, she's an adult. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't packed for Joey most of the time. For <laughs> he's, he's a procrastinator. He waits till the very end, and that makes me nervous. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going to leave, and it's time. You're like, I'll just do it like, for We you. got to throw some things in the in the bag. I'll just do it for you. Come on. Yeah. Um, okay, so I always ask my guests, what are you reading? Are you reading any books these days? Just finished, randomly enough, I just finished Screw Tape Letters. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, I was just in, I don't know. I kept thinking, I need to read that again. I need to read that again. So I read that last week. Um, I read a book that was great called, um, somebody gave it to Bradley. It was called God Girl. I'm trying to remember who wrote it. I think her name is Haley something. Um, it was awesome. It was so good um, for me to read again and then to kind of prepare for her to read. Like I wanted to read through it first before I gave it to her. Okay. Haley DeMarco, I think was her name. I can't remember. Okay. Um, great great book for like a young girl to read and even for me like I underlined a ton of stuff thinking like this is so good but that's it I just asked for somebody I just asked somebody the other day what's the next book I need a good book to read so okay well I read a book recently for teenagers um that you might want to get to that you can read with yeah um, it's called enough yes and it was good I read it and okay. you know don't have teenage girls but it a lot of it I was like this applies to me oh my gosh I got yes. a lot out of it that's what this that's what this god girl book did too it applied to me too and it just applied like it was about saving yourself and like seeing yourself as a treasure it was about um just basic things about relationships and how to look people in the eyes and to show kindness and to be strong in who you are like all is really good that's awesome yeah. Um, I am, this is going to like, I can't believe I'm going to admit this out loud. I have never read screw tape letters. It's a great book. I know. It's my second, maybe my third time to read it. Second, third time. CS is CS Lewis. He's a hard read, but he's good too. Like I need to like buckle down and grow up and read that book. It's not, I don't think it's as, as intense as the other ones. It's just so, it's such a good spiritual warfare. Like letting you see, outside of like outside of just this like safe christianity mm -hmm. i mean because it's so into spiritual warfare and what goes on and just gives you it kind of opens your mind up to like wow there's more to this life than there's just what we more. see yeah. there's more there's more to god than what we see there's more to the devil than what we give him credit for mm -hmm. like 
he is that prowling lion that's waiting out there to devour us. Right. Like, dig into Jesus. And so it was good. It was just a good, and it's, it's really short. That's what I, I wouldn't say too. It's, it's not an easy read. It's a quick, it's quick, but it's deep. Yeah. I'm going to go back just to Aaron's right office and find it. Yeah. I, yeah, if you've got it, pull it off your shelf. I'm going to go get it. Do it. I'm going to do that. Okay. Because you need another book to read. Do it. I know. I know. Courtney, I'm going to let you get back to those babies because yes, you probably to. have to, like, cook dinner now. I actually had it ready, and Joey put it in the oven. So. That was so I good. I was prepared. Prepared What'd ahead of time. What'd you make? Uh, you know, breakfast for dinner. That's yeah. a step. I found this recipe for gingerbread French toast. Ooh. So I made that and then um, as chopped up some sausage to put in the eggs. So all I had to do was like put the thing in the oven and then he had to scramble the eggs. But guys Bre- can do that. Breakfast for dinner can never go wrong. It can never go wrong. The kids always want something sweet anyway. So I'm like, you're going to have this French toast, big thing that I made this morning, and then eggs and sausage and you're good. I love it. Yes. I love it. Awesome. It was good to talk to you. It was so good. I love hearing After what y'all are years, doing. I don't even know the last time we talked, but this was awesome. I know. I know. I love hearing just y'all's story and your life and everything about it. Yes. Yay, yes, yes, yes. Yay. And um, books. We have some to give away. So yay. however you want to do away? that, yes, okay, we can so do that. I'll put something on the show notes for everyone that's listening, and we will give away a couple yeah. copies of Joe's books. Perfect. You just let me know what I need to do, and we'll get them done. Know. Yay. Awesome. Okay, Courtney, Awesome. Love you, girl. You so, so good to much. talk to you. Okay, have a good day. All right. Thanks, you too. Bye. Hey guys, I knew you would love Courtney. Doesn't she just sound like just the cutest thing? Anyhow, head over to my blog, jamieivy.com, where all you need to do is leave a comment and that'll enter you in to win some books from her husband, Joey. I'm actually picking five winners and you will each receive two books, one for you to keep and one for you to gift because isn't giving stuff away so fun? So I want you to give something away too. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I do want to let Anna know. Anna left a comment and said she loved the podcast along with all the other episodes. I do have one question though. What is the song you play during the intro? I love it. Anna, that song is by my friends Homestead. And the song is called I Ain't Coming Home. I'll put a link to it on my blog, jamieivy.com. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I especially want to say a thank you to Angela. Angela left a comment about how much she loved uh, the podcast, but she said this, my good friend is visiting from out of town. So I took her phone. I subscribed her to your podcast and told her she has to start at podcast one and catch up. Angela, you are the best. I need people like you everywhere. Angela, thanks so much. Thanks to everybody for listening. I hope you have a great week. Whenever you listen to this, I hope it's a good day. Um, Love your family. Love your kids. Love your friends. And I'll see you next time. 